This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Osborne, and I'm covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show with your boy, Jonathan. Recording this January 12, 2020. Still sounds pretty pretty weird to say that, but you guys will be hearing this um, no earlier than January 13th, 2020. So happy Monday. If you guys are on your way to work or whatever, if you're not listening to this on Monday, that's cool too. Uh, I release new episodes every single Monday. So if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, just make sure you check back every single Monday, even throughout the off season. Uh, I, re- I record episodes every single week. Um, sometimes during the off season, I'll, I'll make stuff up. Uh, you know, to talk about, you know, because that's what we do here. We keep it going every single week. So, um, yeah, also going on this weekend right now, the uh, NFL playoffs are going on. The divisional round had a huge upset last night, Tennessee Titans over the Baltimore Ravens, uh, but the 49ers took care of the Vikings. And then huge uh, comeback earlier today, the Chiefs were down 24-0 to in the second quarter against the Texans and they came back and I think they won like 51 to 31 or something like that so um, yeah really just a a great weekend for NFL football so far Seahawks and the Packers are playing right now and then coming up tomorrow night we've also got the um, the you know college football national championship game so great weekend for football right so let's get right in we'll talk some Orlando Magic basketball so uh, weekly state of the magic. I guess we're going to start calling this every single week. I'm just going to try to go through um, and just kind of update you guys on, on the state of the magic. Some current news, uh, what they looked like, you know, the last week, you know, their record, um, what they've looked like lately, and once again, so, some more current news stuff. So um, the magic ended their four game homestand. Uh, they've been on over the past week and a half, three and one. They went two and one on this week with wins at home on Monday and Wednesday against Brooklyn and then a blowout uh, against Washington. They did finish up the week with a tough loss at Phoenix, which we will talk more about in a bit. If you're watching this on Twitch, it seems like I'm having some difficulties with the stream right now in the middle of recording. Not much I can do really to fix that, so I do apologize. Uh, still rocking these crappy iPhone headphones. I uh, haven't bought a, a new pair of headphones. It's been a crazy week. You can see behind me. Um, looks like a, an area where my, my daughter and uh, my little monster runs around, and that's because she does. This is kind of her, her play area uh, where my wife also works during the week um, and you know where I, where I kind of hang out on the nights and the weekends. But anyways, uh, Orlando currently sits three games under 500 at 18 and 21. They are second place in the Southeast, Southeast Division behind the Miami Heat. They are seventh in the Eastern Conference. They are just in front of the eighth-place Brooklyn Nets in terms of win percentage. Uh, If Brooklyn wins their next couple of games, um, I think they'll have a chance to jump over the Magic in terms of win percentage. The Magic will just kind of have to keep winning games there. And the Magic sit six full games behind Indiana for the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah, The video is lagging, but not the sound my wife is letting me know. Thank you, honey. So if you guys can hear me, that's great, but just can't really see me. Um, I, I'm not sure what's going on with the video feed right now. I apologize. Uh, but some uh, other Orlando Magic news. Uh, we found out the other day that Aaron Gordon will have his number 32 jersey retired at Arch Biddy 
uh, Archbitty, Archbishop Mitty High School in San Jose, California, uh, this coming Friday, the 17th. I really didn't know that about Aaron Gordon. I didn't know that he wore number 32 um, in high school. I think he wore zero at Arizona. I don't really remember, but obviously everyone knows. He now wears double zero here in Orlando. The night he was drafted, uh, he mentioned that he wanted to wear double zero because that's how he wanted the, the fans' eyes to look while he was playing. But obviously coming to Orlando, um, 32 is not retired. A lot of us wish it was, uh, but maybe he just didn't want to choose 32 and, and carry that, that kind of weight. Um, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, the history there. But good for Aaron Gordon. He's the second player this season uh, that is going to have his jersey retired at their high school. DJ Augustine had his jersey retired a few weeks ago in New Orleans. So congratulations to Aaron Gordon. I'm sure uh, there will be a lot of Magic fans there. Um, I saw some rumbling, some people talking about attending uh, that that game. Um, but it'll be cool uh, for Aaron and, and hopefully all of his teammates and the coaching staff will, will turn out for that one. I'm sure they will, just like they did for DJ Augustine. Speaking about DJ Augustine, he did miss uh, this past Friday's game with a knee contusion that apparently he's been nursing for quite some time. Um, so the Magic signed Josh Majette uh, recently to a 10-day contract. He played okay, I would say, in Friday's loss to the Suns, uh, but Majette was activated for Friday's game once again after it was announced that DJ would miss some time um, in order to uh, let that knee heal. So um, right now it's just kind of a wait-and-see approach, see how uh, he recovers see how he you know, reacts to, to treatment and everything like that. So um, we'll just have to wait and see with, with DJ. But in the meantime, Josh Majette, it looks like, is going to be our backup point guard. And then also, Vic Law has been signed to a two-way contract with the Orlando Magic. Uh, Vic Law has been averaging 18.5 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, and about 35 minutes per game while also shooting 39% from three. So just given you know all the injuries that the Magic have had lately, um, this is what Lakeland is there for uh, in terms of injury and stuff like that. We have a little bit of a roster pool to try to pull from to try to get some contribu uh, contributions, um, you know, for the main club. So um, Josh Majette, you know, he's able to shoot the ball. Uh, seems like a guy that's not really going to try to play outside of himself. You know, hopefully um, that translates into low turnovers. But hopefully he can just come in and, and you know, give – that second unit, any kind of an offensive boost. As of late, we've really been relying on DJ and Terrence Ross especially. Um, so he's really going to be missed, DJ, while he's out. And then hopefully Michael Carter-Williams will be back, you know, hopefully soon. He's been out a couple of weeks now with a shoulder sprain, but he could not come back at a better time right now. So Josh Majette and Vic Law, hopefully, you know, we'll see some contributions out of that those guys. And then uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see uh, – you know, B.J. Johnson or, you know, even Melvin Frazier, Melvin Frazier Jr. Um, get some more playing time as well. Orlando has applied for two disabled player exceptions with the league office, one for Jonathan Isaac, who suffered that knee sprain and bone contusion back on New Year's Day. He will be reevaluated in about another two months. And then also one for Al Farouk Aminu, who tore his meniscus uh, back in November on November 29th. Aminu underwent knee surgery this past week. He will also be reevaluated in about 12 weeks. Uh, the NBA would have to predict that each player would miss the remainder of the season in order to grant the Magic's exceptions, uh, though it would not restrict the players actually from returning to the active roster if they were to make, let's say, like a miraculous recovery. So um, it's a good thing really that the Magic 
don't put timetables on these injuries. Because uh, in the case of Jonathan Isaac, had they said that he was going to be back in eight to ten weeks, um, then the, ma- the the league probably would not grant uh, the Magic that exception. So right now we're going to have to wait and see. I wanted to get some more information on that disabled player exception, so I went to sportingcharts.com. Um, and this is some of the information that, that I got from um, from SportingCharts.com on the disabled player exception. So it says the team selected replacement player may be signed for a maximum salary of either 50% of the injured player salary or the mid-level exception for a non-luxury tax paying team, whichever is less. Since the exception is dependent on a player being seriously injured, it requires an NBA-assigned physician to verify the extent of the injury. The collective bargaining agreement allows a team to sign a replacement player for only one year. So uh, basically when it comes down to uh, whichever is less the mid-layer, mid-level exception, uh, the Magic are not a luxury tax-paying team. We were able to you know, maneuver um, you know, Timothy Mozgov's contract um, was part part of that was trying to stay underneath the luxury tax so they can either use the mid-level exception or 50 percent of the injured player salary I don't have uh, Jonathan or Aminu's um, salary in, f- in front of me so uh, I-, I can't speak to to what 50 percent of those would be but at least it would give the magic something to work with in terms of trying to bring some other bodies in here um, some replacement players you know just so that um, God forbid anybody else goes down. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on in the podcast. Um, I threw a, a question out there on Twitter the other day that if the Magic were to sustain another significant injury to you know one of our very important players, I used Markel, Evan, Terrence, Aaron Gordon, and Vucevic as examples. At one of you know if one of those guys were to go down at this point and miss, let's say three plus weeks. You know, would the Magic have to kind of sit back and, and reevaluate what the goals might be for this season? I, I really think that uh, they would and, and they should, um, but a lot of people also disagreed with me, so maybe we can talk a little bit more about that a little bit later on in the podcast. So uh, let's talk about this week's games. Uh, really, the best place to start is going to be Monday against the Brooklyn Nets, in which the Magic won 101-89. to Beginning of this game, uh, really back and forth for the most part. I want to pick this game up right in the middle, or, or actually right in the beginning of the fourth quarter as the, the Magic go down 76-78 uh, to with 8 minutes and 57 seconds left. Uh, not too long after that, Markel Fultz would check into the game and went on his own seven nothing run, two layups, a corner three. Uh, just really ignited the magic in that fourth quarter. Markel Fultz scored a career high twenty five points in this one, so it was just great to see him going, see him just take over a game and really attack. Um, when I threw out that question about whether or not the magic would have to, you know, reevaluate the goals for this season at some point. Um, an individual, I forget your name, so I really apologize, but they mentioned that if Markel Fultz can continue to play at the level that he's been playing at, um, especially against Brooklyn, uh, that the Magic you know, probably would be well-served to just keep pushing for the playoffs. If Markel Fultz, I mean, I don't think he's going to put up 25 points per game all the time, but if he can get anywhere near that level, that's just going to ter- transform the Magic into a completely different team. So uh, that's a, a very fair and valid point. But once again, Markel Fultz ended the night with 25 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Also had 4 turnovers. 
Sometimes, you know, he still feels like he's trying to do a little bit too much, but um, that's kind of the rookie in him. We've been saying that from the very beginning of the season that essentially this is Markel Fultz's rookie year, and, you know, you have to allow him to make certain mistakes so that he can learn and, and continue to, to develop. Um, but outside of Markel, I mean, looking at DJ Augustine with 16 points, four of eight from the floor, two of four from three. This was uh, Nikola Vucevic's 24 rebound game. 11 points, 24 rebounds out of Nikola Vucevic. He really struggled from the floor, th- uh, three of 12 from the floor, but uh, 24 rebounds. You know, we talk about this team needing to be physical uh, and, and play up to the to you know to the level uh, that they're capable of. You know, defensively and also rebounding the ball. Uh, and this is this is you know you can't ask for anything more than that, especially out of a guy like Vooch uh, with a you know career high game of 29 rebounds. Uh, but yeah, he added 24 rebounds and then holding the Brooklyn Nets to 89 points, uh, which they really relied pretty heavily on Spencer Dinwiddie and Joe Harris in the in this game. Uh, those were the only guys that broke double digits for them. Both of those guys scored 29, uh, excuse me, 16 points each. And then just looking at the rebounding battle, Magic were able to win that 66 to 56. So um, bench played, you know, relatively well. DJ Augustine adding that offensive punch off of the bench and then anytime you know the magic win the rebound battle as well it looks like they're going to be poised to win a lot of these games and then moving on to Wednesday night this was just honestly an absolute slaughter I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it because um, this was the fourth game uh, against the Wizards this year magic win 123 to 89 at one point I think in this game they were almost up by 40 points um yeah, some some nights you have it and the other team just does not. Uh, but from the the opening tip, um, it really looked like uh, you know the the Magic um, were were playing with the intensity that you need um, in order to come out and, and and just beat teams that are just not quite as good as you. Uh, huge night out of a couple of guys uh, looking. <laughs> excuse me, looking at Nikola Vucevic looking to bounce back uh, from that tough offensive night on Monday. 29 points, 9 rebounds, and then we've got DJ Augustine, 18 points, shot 10 of 13 from the free throw line. Uh, DJ just kept attacking all night and just kept getting to the to the, the, the free throw line, uh, especially on three-point attempts as well. Was just The pump fake was working. Guys were biting on it. DJ's so good at drawing contact and then also getting to the line. So, uh, yeah, just great night out of DJ Augustine. They were missing. Uh, Bradley Beal and Davis Bertans in this game got some nice nights from Ad, you know Admiral Sc- uh, Schofield, Troy Brown Jr. They added 18 points each off of the bench, and then Passioniques. I David Steele was trying to say this guy's name during the game. Uh, Jeff Turner as well, uh, but he added 16 points off of the bench. But we're looking at another 19 points from Evan Fournier, uh, 11 points from Ken Birch. I thought he played really well. This was one of his. You know, best games of the year, 11 points, 9 rebounds, just one rebound away from a double-double. He shot 7 of 9 from the free throw line. And this, I mean, we saw Melvin Frazier Jr. get into this game, Josh Majette, uh, B.J. Johnson. I mean, just Clifford at the end of the game just essentially had to empty the bench. Um, the, the game was, was just over. So, like I said, sometimes you have it uh, and, and the other guys just don't. Moving on to Friday night against the Phoenix Suns. This game, man, just so frustrating. This game really just 
hurt like hell. But uh, just given the amount of injuries that our team has suffered this year, missing so many guys at this point, um, Aaron Gordon did not play in this game. He was having some, you know, right calf tightness and soreness uh, that, that caused him to miss this game. DJ Augustine also missed this game. Uh, Aaron Gordon, we're going to have to wait to see what his status is going to be like tomorrow uh, to see whether or not he's going to play uh, against the Sacramento Kings. But when you're, you're missing so many guys at this point in the season, uh, really what you're just asking for is for the team to, to play hard, to show a lot of effort, and just continue to fight. Orlando got down uh, quite a few times in this game, but just kept fighting back. This was really a, a back-and-forth battle, back-and-forth affair for most of the evening. And then late in the fourth quarter, off of uh, two Nikola Vucevic three-pointers, the Magic take a 94-90 to lead with about 59 seconds left uh, before we had a, a Markel Fultz turnover. Uh, that led to a, a, a Devin Booker three. He had a three uh, right before uh, that series also. So two straight threes from Devin Booker puts the Suns up by two with 36 seconds left. And then Nikola Vucevic is uh, matched up against Devin Booker. Actually, he had a mismatch in the post. Uh, you could see Devin Booker slapping at Nikola Vucevic's arms, trying to trying to foul him, wrapping his arms around Vuce, uh, but there was no call. Ricky Rubio comes in. He's able to poke the ball loose, steal the ball, uh, and then the Magic at that point had no choice but to foul. Rubio made one of those threes. The Magic were down three at that point, uh, and then with nine seconds left, Evan Fournier tries to pull up from a three. He was pretty heavily guarded, tried to, I believe it was... Um, was that DeAndre eight and that he tried to lean into. Uh, he did initiate the contact, but we've seen the Magic have that call go against them so many times in the past. Just once, it would be really nice for the Magic to get that uh, call, but you never want to leave it in the ref's hands. Uh, it, it really sucked that they missed that foul call on Devin Booker. Even Steve Clifford, after the game on Fox Sports Florida in that post-game conference, said he was just irate about the fact that the refs missed such a huge call at that moment. I think that was also later confirmed on the the last two minute report that the NBA releases, you know, every, you know, night after after a, a game that lists all the errors in the last two minutes of these games and they admitted that they missed that foul call foul call on Nikola Vucevic. So at that point, you know, hopefully he goes to the line and makes two free throws uh the magic are able to tie the game up maybe the game goes in overtime you know who knows but uh the magic lost this game it really hurt because you know they they you could just tell that they fought the entire night Vooch hits two huge clutch threes and you feel like you know up four with a minute you know hopefully we get a stop get another basket and then at that point the game's over but it just didn't pan out that way. This is why a lot of people are always saying that the Magic need to go out and get one of these guys that is just able to knock down shots because you have a guy like Devin Booker who just came out, knocked down two huge shots, um, got away with a foul call there towards the end, uh, but the the Phoenix Suns end the night with the win. They win 98-94. Uh, to 94. But like I said, uh, I give my hat off to this team, all the injuries, uh, all the adversity that they've face this year even when they've been healthy you know offensive struggles and then defensive struggles add the injuries on top of that but this team just keep, continues to keep fighting they never give up that's one thing that you can say about them right now uh, almost midway through January they're sitting at 18 and 21 
which at the end of January last year, I think we were at you know 21 and 31. So if the Magic can uh, continue to win games at the rate that they are, we, if anything, should at least be in a better position that we were last year heading into the All-Star break. Uh, we all remember the Magic went on this great run. Given the injuries this year, I don't know if something like that is going to happen. I wouldn't count this team out, but you just don't know. So, But the Magic just have to keep fighting, uh, keep doing their best, keep showing up, doing their job every single day, believing in one, each, you know, one another, buying into you know the, the principles that Clifford has laid out and you know the things that they've been doing their best to buy into you know for you know almost you know the last year and uh you know last season and a half really um we're we're just at uh, just about at the halfway point we've played um what 39 games to this point so two more games uh you know coming up we've got a game Monday against the Kings and then I believe we have a game Wednesday against the Lakers so after that Lakers game on Wednesday, the season will be half over. But, uh, yeah, the guys just got to hang in there. Obviously, a lot of them are frustrated. They know that they could play better and, and you know, and, and uh, get better results. But you, you just got to keep grinding and, and eventually find a way to, to win some of these games. So, uh, But looking at the upcoming games, this is going to be the Magic's annual West Coast road trip. You know, kind of Magic after dark, if you will. A lot of these games aren't going to be starting until, you know, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 10.30. So a lot of them won't be ending until, you know, far after midnight, you know, 1 a.m., stuff like that. So um, get your coffee together, take your naps during the day, whatever you've got to do to get ready to watch these games because, um, you know, they, they all count. And we only have to do this really for like a week span once a year. But it's it's going to be tough. It's It's really going to suck. So. Um, but as of right now, the Magic have played one game of a six-game, 12-day road trip. The first of all, obviously, being Friday at Phoenix. Uh, but like I said, tomorrow we're at Sacramento. And then on Wednesday and Thursday, we'll be in Los Angeles both of those nights. Wednesday, we play the Lakers. Thursday, we play the Clippers. So the Magic could just basically keep all their stuff in that visitor locker room overnight because they're going to be right back in there the next day. Um I don't remember the last time that that's happened. Uh, I don't know necessarily that I've been paying attention to that, but um, I don't know if that happens all that often when both teams are going to be in town and we play them, you know, kind of back to back there. So um, then we're um, at Golden State on Saturday, and then uh, the, that following Monday we'll be in Charlotte to close out the road trip. So um, going into this road trip, you know, I thought we'd be able to get that game against Phoenix. Hopefully, I was you know hoping we'd also get the game. Um, you know, against Sacramento, obviously the Lakers and Clippers are going to be tough. And then Golden State and Charlotte are also very winnable games. So best case scenario, I was hoping for, you know, four and two, maybe five and one if we're getting a little bit crazy. Uh, but really, I think what you're hoping for at this point is to go three and three. So get the win on Sacramento, do your best against the Lakers and the Clippers. But you should win both games against the Golden State Warriors and the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, and then at that point, you know, we're going to be sitting at 21, uh, 21 and 24. Um, and, uh, yeah, second half of the season, there's not as many back-to-backs. I think we just have, um, after this back-to-back, I think we just have two more for the rest of the season, if I'm not mistaken. So hopefully the Magic can get on uh, a little bit of a win streak. That's one thing uh, so far to start the season that has really um, seemed to be lacking is a lot of win streaks. So we've got one three-game win streak spanning from November 13th to the 17th. 
with wins against Philadelphia, San Antonio, and Washington. And then we had a four-game win streak at the beginning of December with wins uh, against Golden State, Washington, Phoenix, and Cleveland. But other than that, it's been, you know, really one game here, you know, two wins there, two losses here, a loss here. We've had a couple, uh, actually we've had a few three-game losing streaks, one four-game losing streak. So that's the life of a 500 team, though. But if the Magic can start to, you know, string together three, four wins, you know, in in a, a few groups, that would really be great as far as helping us build a little bit of a cushion, you know, moving into the playoffs. Um, the good thing is, like a lot of people have been saying, the Eastern Conference, just quite frankly, the bottom half is not that good. Uh, so the Magic are not really in, in too much danger of losing their, their playoff position as it is right now. Looking at Monday's game against Sacramento, Sacramento has largely struggled to start the year after looking pretty pretty promising last year. Uh, they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. Looking at their injury report, looks like they're going to be without Bogdan Bogdanovich and Rashawn Holmes, two of their young studs. Marvin Bagley, who has been dealing and been out with a foot injury lately, is expected to return Monday against the Magic. Harrison Barnes, uh, he's been day-to-day recently with a quad injury. He's expected to come back. And then Corey Joseph, he's kind of up in the air for Monday's game. He's dealing with some sort of illness. He missed practice today. So uh, the Magic, a team that's banged up, is going to be playing against a team that uh, maybe not as banged up, but at least a little bit banged up. So, um, But the Magic have had you know two, night, two games off, two days off in a row, Saturday and Sunday. So hopefully they've been able to, to rest up a little bit and uh, we'll get a better result on Monday than we did Friday. So, But really the main thing that I wanted to talk about this week, something that's just really been on my mind, um, has been Aaron Gordon and, and his injury status. So two seasons ago, um, Aaron Gordon you know, signed this four-year deal with the Orlando Magic for about $80 million. His salary decreases each year, so uh, his contract at least um, – gets a little bit more trade-friendly as time goes on, right? Not saying I'm looking to trade Aaron Gordon right now, uh, but it's no secret that he has not met expectations so far to start this year. Now you can blame that on injury if you want, but uh, the fact is Aaron Gordon is not playing up to the expectations that a lot of us had. Um, if you look at his you know, career averages and just kind of the way his career has gone so far, uh, I would say he's playing just slightly below um, – you know, if we're looking at his career mean, I feel like he's playing just slightly below that right now as far as, you know, the way that he should progress, right? I picked Aaron Gordon uh, at the start of this year to make the all-star team, and that's not going to happen at this point. Um, but Aaron, just looking at his injuries lately, um, that's why I, I kind of begged the question, and maybe I'll ask that question again at the end of this Aaron Gordon segment, but... Um, Aaron first injured his right ankle, if you guys remember, back on November 20th against the Toronto Raptors. Um, that was the same night that Nikola Vucevic injured his right ankle as well. Uh, Aaron then missed three games. He returned to action on November 29th, once again, uh, was against the Raptors. And oddly enough, that was the same night that Al Farouk Aminu tore his meniscus. So it just seems like all of the magic injuries this year are just piling on top of each other and are connected in one way or the other. But Aaron, um, once he came back, has played the last 15 games since. 
Um, and then the, the team uh, has kind of recently discovered that um, he's had some Achilles you know, soreness and some irritation there. They believe it to be uh, previous left ankle injuries that have led up to some inflammation and now this subsequent soreness that he's been dealing with. And then he decided that um, he really had to take some time to get that right Achilles um, right no pun intended, uh, before he really continued to play on that. He didn't feel like it was getting any better. So he would go on to miss two games before once again returning to action. So since that time, there have been multiple games that he just has looked to either be favoring um, the, you know, that, the other ankle. And he's either looked you know, either in pain or just completely uncomfortable. You know, we're talking about his left Achilles, but he's looked to be favoring you know, that ankle. So obviously, anybody that's had an injury, you just know that until it's 100%, you don't really trust it, and you're not really. But he's looked explosive at times, so some of us have been wondering, you know, is he really that injured, or maybe he's, you know, recovering, or, or whatever the, the case may be. But um, starting this past Monday, the first time that I noticed what looked to be like K-tape um, on that left ankle and kind of up his half, and then um, before the second half, of that game started when you know they're going through their warm-ups he was wearing what appeared to be like some type of heat wrap uh, to keep that left Achilles loose and to prevent it from locking up on him and he's also had that same K tape uh, on the left leg Wednesday against the Wizards uh, he played most of that game also however with a, a sleeve on his right leg in the first half it looked like it was really on like the the knee area and the calf uh, but by the second half it was just mostly on the right calf. Uh, those of you that remember, you know, Michael Jordan used to wear like the, the arm, well, not really an armband, but like the the calf, like sweatband almost thing. But um, Aaron just looked like he was wearing a calf sleeve in this game. And then he missed, um, you know, a lot of that second half due to the fact that Orlando was blowing Washington out. But now, uh, you know, we've heard that he's been having some right calf soreness. Um, he's questionable to play. Uh, in Sacramento, and he missed the game on Friday. So um, talking about Monday, DJ and Michael Carter-Williams are questionable as well. All three of those, Don, uh, John Denton reported today that uh, all three of those guys went through parts of today's practice, and the team will know more on their status tomorrow morning. But just my point about Aaron Gordon is, um, one, just seeing that heat wrap on that left ankle before the second half against Brooklyn, it's just like, man, what what are we doing? Like we're we're trotting this guy out. Uh, he's clearly playing, you know, uncomfortable or in some type of pain. Um, but just me personally, after what happened with that Kevin Durant injury last year in the finals, him tearing his Achilles, you know, he injured his calf um, against the Houston Rockets and then tried to come back against the Raptors. I remember the the broadcast saying that Steve Kerr said, "Oh, he's good to go. There's no chance of him tearing his Achilles." And what does he do? Boom, tears his Achilles. So with Aaron Gordon, it's like, dude, this is really bothering you this much. You look to be uncomfortable. You're having to keep a heat wrap on it, you know, in between halves of these games. And I think what might be happening with the with the right calf, you know, tightening up and becoming sore is that left Achilles is injuring is injured and hindering him. So he's favoring you know the the right that he's on that right leg putting more pressure on that right leg and now he's injured his calf so my whole thing is um if Aaron Gordon I'm not wishing this on him so I'm not even going to say it but if Aaron Gordon is to have a significant injury uh to that Achilles that's going to be a real problem 
for the Orlando Magic in in the short term, in the long term, um, in terms of you know possibly you know needing to to trade Aaron Gordon later on. Um, you know, first of all, you put the the player's well being ahead of everything else, but we don't want to see this guy you know getting hurt. At times, he looks so explosive, so it's like, man, how hurt is that Achilles really? But he just looks to be in a lot of pain. But my thing is. Let's say it's not Aaron Gordon that, that goes down. Let's say it's Markel, God forbid, um, or Evan, or Terrence Ross, or Nikola Vucevic. If any one of those guys is going to miss significant time, we've already got Jonathan Isaac you know, looking to probably miss the remainder of the year. Um, and then Al Farouk Aminu obviously is missing a whole bunch of time. Do we really want to you know, continue to push Aaron Gordon out there um, and and play him what would have to be heavy minutes if this team is going to stay competitive if they miss another one of these guys for any significant amount of time uh or would the magic you know be better served to sit back and just kind of reevaluate the goals for this season just I'm not saying punt on the season or whatever but I just don't know if if we want to tax these got other guys heavy minutes especially looking at you know Markel Fultz or you know like a Mo Bamba if Nikola Vucevic w- were to go out again, are they still gonna, you know, start Ken Birch, or or would they then look to start Mo Bamba, give him some starting minutes, see what he looks like with the starters? While Vuce was out, I think a lot of people would say that Mo Bamba arguably outplayed Ken Birch. So it would just be interesting to see how all of that would play out. Would the front office be like, look, we, we don't want to to get one of our guys that we feel like is a huge part of our future injured talking about Markel Fultz or Mo Bamba. I mean, look, we already have Jonathan Isaac who a lot of people would argue is the piece that is the future of the Orlando magic. He's missing significant time. We've got Markel Fultz, Mo Bamba guys that have already had, um, you know, significant injuries in the past. Do they want to, you know, risk that any further? So a lot of people are disagreeing with me though. And I, I understand where people are coming from. I'm not saying they're wrong. Um, but just me personally, um, I, I would rather, um, you know, maintain maintain the long term future of this team um, as, as versus, you know, winning, you know, games this year and, and trying to make the playoffs or, uh, you know, get a, a better seating or, or something like that. A lot of people are going to disagree with me, but that's fine. Uh, obviously, I would love to see this team in the playoffs again, but I would also love to see this team healthy as well. Um, and that's just something that we've really been missing out on uh, for, for the better part of the year so far. So let me know what you guys think. Um, you know, hopefully everybody gets healthy and, and we'll be good to go. Um, like I said, Michael Carter-Williams, he is looking to hopefully come back soon. Um, you know, he's got to make sure that he's healthy, though. He mentioned today that he's not going to change the way that he plays as far as, you know, crashing into screens and, and just playing hard in general. So you want to make sure that that guy is fully healthy becomes before he comes back, at least. But um, that would be great right now with DJ being out. Um, Michael Carter Williams is definitely an upgrade from Josh Majet. And even if DJ does come back, I would love to see what that bench unit looks like with Michael Carter Williams playing, you know, full time because last year, um, even if the bench unit wasn't scoring in bunches, you know, even if we got like maybe a 13 or a 14 point game out of Terrence Ross, that second unit was so good defensively that we wouldn't always need, you know, 18, 19 point games from Terrence Ross where this year it's like if 
Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on well. iTunes, the Spotify, is, Google Play, you know, and Stitcher so. to get new well, episodes let me know what you downloaded think. directly to your um, phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Don't really have any fan questions for this week. I'm just looking, scrolling through my Twitter. Doesn't look like we do. That's okay. If you guys ever have any questions that you want me to answer live on the show, you can send them to me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that good stuff. Just to remind you guys, coming up on February 1st, we do have uh, our event that we'll be stepping out to. Miami Heat coming to town to play the Orlando Magic, trying to get a lot of people together uh, to have a great time at that game, make as much noise as we can, try to drown out some of the Heat fans that always come to Orlando when the Heat come to town. So if you want to join us, uh, you can go to thesixmanshow.com backslash beat the heat, click register, uh, and then you can purchase your tickets there. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, and also, if you guys have not left a rating or a review on iTunes, please do both. goes a long way uh, in helping out the show. Uh, but that's going to do it for me uh, for this week. This has been the Six Man Show with your boy Jonathan. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will catch you guys next time. Peace.